Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Wednesday, September 28th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. This summer's record rain was even more challenging for people with decreased mobility, like Brent James of St. Anne, who has a rare blood disorder that affects his nervous system. I mean, it even gets to a point when, when the wheelchair gets wet, you know, it's, it's hard to push it because my hands slip off of it. James talks about the difficulty of getting out of his house during July's flood in just a few minutes. His story is part of St. Louis Public Radio and NPR's Next Generation Radio Project. The Archdiocese of St. Louis is planning to close two schools at the end of the academic year. It's part of an overall downsizing plan. St. Mary's High School officials have released a statement saying they are, quote, very surprised and disappointed with the decision. They are investigating the possibility of operating independently of the Archdiocese. The all-boys school in South St. Louis opened in 1931. Rosati Kane is also on the closing list. The all-girls school in the Central West End opened in 1911. President Emeritus Sister Joan Andert tells the Post-Dispatch, quote, Life will go on, but it will be harder and sadder at least for the months to come. The Archdiocese is assessing how to move forward as attendance declines at its parishes and enrollment drops at schools. An Environmental Protection Agency report shows ozone levels in the St. Louis area remain high. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, Officials say they are working with the state to bring the region into compliance. The report moves St. Louis, St. Louis County, St. Charles, Jefferson County, and parts of Franklin County from the marginal to moderate ozone level category. 21 other regions across the country were also moved from marginal to moderate ozone classifications. Frequent exposure to ground-level ozone can cause respiratory illnesses. EPA leaders say they're working with the state's Department of Natural Resources on a plan to reduce levels by 2024. Andy Hawkins is the EPA Regional Air Quality Planning Branch Manager. We certainly want to ensure that we're protecting the health of all citizens, but also especially those citizens most at risk and that are underserved and impacted disproportionately. EPA officials say the state will need to submit a plan by January 1st. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. The state of Illinois is chipping away at its unemployment insurance debt. The fund had a $4.5 billion deficit fueled by the pandemic. Some of that has been paid down through federal COVID relief money. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the state is putting $450 million toward the remaining debt. This payment will reduce the remaining balance of our loan by 25% and reduce interest costs by an estimated $10 million over the course of the next year. Illinois faces a November 10th deadline to address the remaining $1.3 billion. That's when the federal government starts increasing unemployment taxes on businesses annually until the debt is gone. A grandmaster in St. Louis hopes a scandal rocking professional chess will encourage tournament officials to put more anti-cheating measures in place. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports Webster University chess coach Liam Lay says concerns about fair play have grown with the game's popularity. Earlier this month, five-time world chess champion Magnus Carlsen made headlines when he withdrew from the Sinkfield Cup in St. Louis after losing to lower-ranked player Hans Niemann. Then, at another tournament, he quit another game with Niemann after playing a single move. 
Carlson this week says he thinks Neiman has cheated. The accusations have made four splashy headlines even outside of the chess world. Grandmaster Liam Lay says cheating allegations hurt the growing sport, whose profile is rising thanks to streaming tournaments and the Netflix series The Queen's Gambit. So when that trust is eroded, it creates a big problem for the chess world and the professional tournaments. Lay says Webster University is putting more anti-cheating measures in place for its upcoming Spice Cup tournament, including broadcasting games on a tape delay. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis Cardinals are division champions for the first time since 2019. The Cards clinched with a 6-2 win last night in Milwaukee. It's the fourth consecutive season that they've made it to the playoffs. St. Louis will be in the first round of the postseason against either Philadelphia, San Diego, or Milwaukee. All of that will be sorted out over the next week or so. The Cards' first playoff game will be October 7th at Busch Stadium. Changing weather patterns are leading to more intense storms throughout the region, like July's record rain and floods. Those conditions are more challenging for people with decreased mobility. Brent James of St. Anne speaks to NPR Next Generation Radio's Kathleen Lees about the challenges of leaving a flooded home while suffering from Poems Syndrome. It's an incredibly rare disease. It's not the first one you're going to look for. And when I say rare, I mean it's three people in a million. My name is Brent James, and I am 64 years old. Well, it had been raining really hard all evening and into the night. And I'm kind of a light sleeper anyway, and I'd been aware that we were on a creek. And I thought, man, it's really raining hard. It was way up in the driveway. It was not in the house yet, but it was three feet away. And within half an hour or an hour, water was coming in the back room through the door. And it's a pretty hopeless feeling because you, you can't stop it. I mean, it's coming in. The floors in each room on the first floor were completely covered with water. And as we were walking around, pulling our hair out, trying to figure out how to respond, the flooring is literally floating up under our feet. You know, there's a ton of stuff that needed to be done right away, getting stuff up and out of the water, none of which, or very little of which, I could do. Um, I mean, it even gets to the point when, when these, uh, when the wheelchair gets wet, you know, it's, it's hard to push it because my hands slip off of it. When we were evacuated later in the morning, about 6 in the morning, and the rain had really started to slow down, the water had started rolling out of the house so we weren't really expecting to be evacuated and yeah it was a little absurd seeing them pull a boat up in the front yard it was a little tricky getting out from the house to the boat to be hauled off but um and and for me i wanted to be absolutely certain that whatever i was going to take um that i needed to move around i needed to take that with me so that's a wheelchair and a walker. Well, climate change has affected me because I think we've seen an increase in really bad weather in the last, you know, five years. I mean, we've had two flooding incidents right here in this neighborhood, um, which has never happened, uh, you know, in anybody's recollection prior. I mean, I know that as temperatures increase, 
the warm air can hold more moisture. That moisture's got to go somewhere, um, and it comes down in the form of rain or snow, and we end up with uh, flooding. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the bad weather that, that we've seen in this zip code has really um, increased because of changes in the climate. You know, like with, um, with other types of disasters, like a fire, um, you know, it's probably limited to a certain area of your house. Um, it's not constant. That it's not very often that an entire house burns to the ground. But when the water comes in, you know, it's not. It's going wherever it goes. You know, it's it's, and you can't keep it out. There's no fire extinguisher for water, right? We'll definitely move, not necessarily because of climate change, but um, to a more accessible one-level house. And I can tell you it will not be near a creek. There's just, uh, you know, there's no reason to be anywhere near a creek. That's St. Anne resident Brent James speaking to NPR Next Generation Radio's Kathleen Lees. Kathleen was among six young reporters involved in an intensive radio boot camp this month at St. Louis Public Radio as part of NPR's Next Generation Radio project. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.